Hello, and welcome to Inspire Community, brought to you by Planning and Pop Culture. I'm Phil. I'm Doug. And I'm Lindsay. And today we're discussing community, although the term seems a little vague. Yeah, I agree with that. Community is one of those words that means different things to different people. It depends on where you come from and how you look at it. It's a very broad term that has many different uh, sub-definitions. You may think about a lot of things when you think about Manhattan or your hometown. You may think about the schools, the parks, uh, the jobs that are available, many different things. Pretty much any time you do any activity, you become a part of a community. Like if you were involved in athletics or in music or um, art, anything has a community base to it. Yeah, a lot of people think of community maybe as their hometown, and they don't necessarily think of it as a social thing, but it can have so many different definitions, um, just depending on how you look at it. Maybe even geological, too. Maybe you think about uh, mountains when your hometown is in Colorado, or you think about prairies when you live in Manhattan. And this semester, we talked a lot about the difference between small-town communities and big urban city communities and what that difference means to people. Yeah, it's interesting that in an urban, a larger urban area, there's less social interaction, even though you're surrounded in closer proximity to more people than you would be in a small town, when the general view is that you know your neighbors in a small town and there's more of that intimate interaction. Yeah, the smaller the town, the more intimate the community becomes. And that kind of got me thinking about how our community is Manhattan, Kansas, and then within that we have Kansas State, and then we have the College of Architecture, Planning, and Design within that, and we support each other. Yeah, there's all these communities, larger communities and smaller communities within them, and it keeps getting smaller. Speaking about the sociology of small towns, we watched a film called Dogville last week, which was about a small town in Colorado who agrees to support a woman who is running from both her family and prison. And um, unfortunately, the worst comes out in all the residents of the town. It's a very interesting film, and I recommend that you watch it. Yeah, what I thought was interesting about uh, Dogville is that it took the notion of that sort of small-town charm and that small-town intimacy and, and closeness, togetherness, and sort of turned it on its head. And the people in this small town who were introduced to, for, at first, seem like that. You know, they seem very kind and, and, and nice and welcoming. But as the story unfolds and as Nicole Kidman's character is introduced, you realize that they are not so good of people, and they don't like each other, they don't like outsiders, they, they don't like anyone, they're just kind of nasty people. And so this is an example of a negative type of community. And so we decided with this podcast to do the positive side of community, you know, people helping people, inspiring each other, inspiring goodness in one another. And you see this a lot um, whenever you talk about big issues like the environment. Um, just like in this town in Randwick, Australia, there was a woman who got the community together and they held a walk and tied orange ribbons around the trees to raise awareness for many historic and significant trees that were going to be cut down for a city light rail. And they defined themselves as everyone who cares about trees. They held events, they engaged in the community, and they spoke with government agencies and elected officials so that they could keep these trees. Um, through their effort, they ultimately were able to save a park, but they're still fighting their fight because there's a lot of trees that are going to be um, torn down for this light rail. And they have a website with tons of information, keepingrandwickstrees.com. They propose to the city alternatives for, to, for what the city could do instead of cutting down the trees. So I think that was one of the ways that they really were able to change, change people's minds through their plans. Yeah, that's a great example of positive community change and positive community action. 
it also reminds me of sort of the opposite of that. Um, there's this movement called Stuttgart 21 that I uh, learned about through a documentary called Urbanized, where um, there was this train station in, in Stuttgart, Germany, that the city wanted to expand, and and it would have resulted in the destruction of this very historic park that was very close to the community. Um, it was very personal to them. And the community banded together to, to stop this park from being destroyed, but the the government and the the officials behind the train station used like brute force in some instances to to get their way and so um, I think it's interesting that you bring up this this town in Australia that had the almost the exact opposite uh, ending as this story and even though they the story that you gave wasn't successful in their efforts they're raising awareness and the fact that they were knocked down by such brute force makes it even more powerful yeah they formed community with themselves just in that unifying uh, mission of saving the, the park. And standing up for what's important to them. And there was a very similar story to the one in Stuttgart, actually, that took place in Krakow, Poland, uh, in the city center. is a very medieval sort of architecture and medieval sort of planning. And the planners recommended that the train station get renovated into like looking like a modern sort of building. And, uh, well, they ultimately built the modern building, but there was a lot of activists to keep the old sort of architecture in place. So it was a community development or community building. We seem to see this all the time in city planning where there's certain plans to be made and if a community feels strongly enough, they may get interfered. All these stories sort of bring up the idea of public participation in planning and how important that is to the community. In the Australia case, you know, it was a very positive instance. In the Stuttgart case, it wasn't so positive. And in Dogville, you know, the community was very involved, but it was almost to the point that it was too much because they had to have 100% vote on anything to get anything done. So with that, the story and the other ones that we've discussed reminded us of a song called Earth by Imogene Heap, in which she sings, act like you own the place when really you've only just arrived. You're going to lose it all and find yourself on your knees. So get a grip and you might flow, reverse the great slow bleed. You're only what you give back. And she repeats this line a lot in the song, and that's why um, I felt that it was in relation to the stories that we were talking about. You're only what you give back. So these communities were giving back to one another and um, working together to uh, towards a common goal. Now let's listen to a clip of the song.
The song we just listened to reminds me of a story that I heard about in Campbell, Ohio, where there was a group of volunteers and philanthropists and, and public sector officials that got together and refurbished 160 abandoned apartment units for uh, the use of homeless veterans, you know, to give them housing. Um, this is a great example of, of the community coming together to really create pro positive results. This story uh, reminds me of the pruitt Igo situation in St. Louis. You know, and for those of you that aren't aware, it was these huge uh, housing blocks, public housing blocks in St. Louis that were constructed in the 1960s that proved to just be a massive failure on the part of the design of the buildings and the policies that put them in place. Um, there's a great documentary out there called Pru The pruitt Igo Myth that really explains the situation. But the reason I bring this up is this story in Campbell, Ohio, just shows how far we've come in terms of um, providing housing for the homeless. Definitely, and bear in mind that the project in Campbell, Ohio, was um, funded by philanthropists, uh, historical preservation society, public sector, and just individual people that decided to do a charitable event. So hopefully more developments like this happen in the future. Yeah, there was a community of people that came together and just refurbished these apartments. They you know, painted and cut tile and raked leaves and installed all the cabinets and, and hardware. So it was a really positive experience. I feel like anytime you put your own blood, sweat, tears, and money into it, you're going to have more heart in the project. It was obviously something this community really cared about. And going back to the homeless part of it, it really reminds me of um, cities that are starting to support the homeless in their in their city, which is another form of community, even though it's on a bigger scale. Like in Seattle, they um, give all of the homeless people free bus transportation so that they can get around and it makes it easier for them to try to find housing or find jobs. And um, I don't think there's been a real solution to the problem, but it's something that communities are definitely working towards. Yeah, homelessness is a huge issue, and um, if we knew the answers to that sort of solution, we wouldn't be in this recording studio right now, but <laughs> there are um, developments happening. Progress is being made. Okay, um, now we're going to listen to a song by the Beatles. This is my personal favorite song by the Beatles. Uh, it's called Here Comes the Sun. We are going to play the song because of the the positive message of it, the fact that the light there's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, the sun is coming up again after a long, cold, lonely winter. Um... In, in, related, in relation to the, the homeless problem that we just discussed and how we've made progress and, and things are not great but getting better. Here comes the sun Here comes the sun I say it's alright
Through news articles and songs, we were reminded of the potential that community has to inspire positive action. So definitely get involved within your own communities, because as we've discussed today, they can lead to support and positive action. On a side note, um, I came across an article on City Lab recently about uh, David Bowie's death and about how his music is actually about, or a lot of his songs are about, urban life and city living and community and all the things that we've been discussing today in this podcast. So as we wrap up today, I would like to just play a few seconds of David Bowie's song, Life on Mars. It's on America's tortured brow That Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow now the workers have struck for fame Cause Lennon's on sale again See the mice in their million hordes From Ibiza to the Norfolk broads Blue Britannia is out of bounds To my mother, my dog and clowns But the film is a sad thing for Cause I wrote it ten times or more it's about to be rich again As I ask you to focus on sailors Fighting in the dance hall Oh man, look at those cavemen go It's a creepy show Take a look at the Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed.